Welcome to the Front Porch. I'm, I'm Lewis, and uh, this is an exciting day uh, on the porch. I have with me three, three preachers uh, of the gospel, and uh, I'm excited that you gentlemen are here. This is Pastor Keelan Atkinson. Tell the folks the name of your congregation, Keelan, and where, where you're located. Uh, it's Word Fellowship Reformed Baptist Church, Greensboro, North Carolina. Wow. That's a mouthful, brother. <laughs> and this is Pastor Kevin Smith. Uh, Highview Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky. And you're, and you're also a professor. Pastor. Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, also in Louisville. Also in Louisville. And Pastor Bobby Scott. And I pastor at Community of Faith Bible Church in Los Angeles. Amen. It's good to have all you brothers here. You're probably wondering why we have these three powerful preachers on the porch. That's because of the topic we're going to be discussing today the state of the black church, uh, which is an important topic. And so let me just ask, let me just ask you brothers, okay, um, what is, in your opinion, what is the state of the black church? Um, she healthy, unhealthy, good, bad, however you, want to, however you want to describe. Whoever wants to go first, go ahead. We just talking, we just chopping it up. I think black churches generally kind of reflect the demeanor and the character of Christianity in America in general. Uh, there are strong, faithful congregations out there with consistent Bible preaching. Mm -hmm. There are what you would call Bible-believing and evangelical congregations with uh, pastors, men who are seeking to be faithful to the scripture. Um, there's a larger portion of churches that were greatly influenced <clears throat> by the social gospel and kind of have a paradigm of ministry based upon someone like a Martin Luther King. Um, there's, of course, the large black uh, Pentecostal population represented in the Church of God in Christ and other affiliated denominations. Um, and then there's a smaller sect of um, churches that are influenced by liberation theology, black theology. Uh, but I'd say, you know, kind of across the board, they go from healthy to unhealthy just as the broader uh, church in America. I would strongly, I strongly uh, agree. I think that there is um, uh, tremendous diversity uh, within the uh, black church. And uh, certainly there are pros and there are cons. And, um, but I, I, would, I would say um, uh, I do have a concern, uh, I think, for uh, for the black church uh, is uh, seen as of late that there's a strong draw and pull toward the, um, uh, the, the prosperity, yeah. prosperity mm -hmm. movement. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that, again, that's just a black church right. issue. Uh, I think that's a, a church issue in America but, but I do have great concern for the black church as it, um, you know, uh, involves itself or lends itself to that type of um, preaching and teaching because historically uh, that has not been uh, the position of the black church. I'm gonna, I want to come back to that because I want to ask you a question about the, um, the prosperity gospel and the black church. But I want to get Bobby's take on Pastor Scott's take on the uh, state of the black church from out there, from way out in LA. Yeah, well, I think the big thing in the, the new, the media this year was uh, the pastors of LA, uh, the show that got so much attention. 
and cast a, a shadow over a lot of men serving faithfully in our community. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus was clear that the gates of Hades wouldn't prevail over the church. Death itself could not, would not stop his church. He's Lord of his church. But the Bible also predicts at the same time that in the last days, and I would, I would translate that text in 1 John 2.18 this way, that in last hour like times, there's no definite article there, so it's describing last hour like times, there will be many antichrist. And when you can ask a city, so to speak, who are the preachers of your city, and we raise up men who are open modalists, who reject the doctrine of the Trinity, which is a fundamental cardinal doctrine of the Christian faith uh, that we all stand on, who believe the Bible is the word of God, and, and adopt him as your, he is the pastor of our city, so to speak, then, then we have openly moved into times where there are many false teachers, not only in our community, but across the board. So the state of the church itself, it's in perilous times, I would say. But God has those men who haven't bowed knee to Baal, right, so the right, faithful right. gospel preaches. But the tenor and tone of the church, with the proliferation of a prosperity gospel and men like an Eddie Long who've openly scandalized their name in the name of Jesus Christ, yet people still flock to hear them preach, then I think we've got to really take pulse of where the church is today in our communities. And, and one, one, of the th one of the things I would say, um, and I'm not, uh, actually I'm pretty much in agreement, I guess, with uh, Pastor Scott, but um, it's men like um, uh, Bishop Long uh, who has uh, become representative of the quote unquote black church, uh, I think because of the church size, notoriety and popularity mm -hmm. But, uh, but historically, uh, I do not think that it is uh, men like himself or churches like his church that have had long-standing representation mm -hmm. of the African-American church uh, in, uh, in America. Mm -hmm. I, I, I do not see him as the norm. Uh, I see him as some form of anomaly. Gotcha. You know. Gotcha. Well, you know, um, you brought up the prosperity gospel, theological, doctrinal issues, modalism, issue of the Trinity. Let me ask you, um, um, Pastor Smith, if the, the black church is, is um, similar to what's going on in the church at large, why or are you um, concerned um, more for her with these kinds of issues? And if so, why would that be if, 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 if she's similar to other churches? Why would these issues then um, be important for us to be addressing regarding the black church? Uh, one, because generationally, the prosperity gospel is, <clears throat> is making inroads in some unhealthy ways. Um, grandma and them know when you're not preaching Jesus. Amen. A lot of the younger generation does not know when you're not preaching Jesus, not preaching the Bible. And so I have some generational concerns um, regarding those kind of things. And then also uh, as regards the doctrine of the Trinity and things like that, for example, I want to make sure that the quote unquote black church is found to be within Christian orthodoxy. And so uh, certainly a foundational like doctrine like the Trinity, I'm most concerned uh, that 
pastors and churches that are among largely African-American populations are found in Orthodox theology regarding the Godhead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. So, so Pastor Smith gives us kind of like, you know, his, his goal, his vision, his heart, and what he would like to see in the black church. What, what about you, man? Well, personally, I think, you know, when you talk about issues like my major concern was the prosperity movement. Right. Not so much because it was being directed at the African American church as much as it was, as it just swept our nation. However, though, uh, I think issues surrounding things like the Trinity, um, where I believe is the most important and essential uh, Bible doctrine, but uh, historically, uh, that's not been a problem for the black church. Uh, I've, I don't know of a, uh, and when I speak of the black church, I'm speaking strongly of uh, Missionary Baptist. Mm -hmm. uh, your traditional Missionary Baptist church has always fundamentally believed in the Trinity. You know, I don't know right. of any that have uh, not adopted to that position. So a lot of these things have surfaced within, I think, the last past uh, yeah, a decade or so okay. that that we started to see some of the shifts uh, from uh, those uh, historical biblical um, beliefs in the life of the black church. You know. Okay, Look, Pastor Scott, um, what must the church believe about the Trinity? All right, because if this issue of modalism is out there, and if it's if it's a threat. And uh, I think it is. Um, most people would, would not, not be able to identify when, it's, when there's air. Regard. What, what must the church believe about the Trinity? If a Christian doesn't know who God is, then their profession is one that's not grounded in a saving faith. That God has revealed Himself. We have um, uh, uh, a relationship with a God who has revealed himself as a triune being and we don't have the prerogative to make him up in the God who fits into our our categories of easy thinking and logic he's not he's not like us he transcends our, us in every way and so from the beginning of the Bible you have these plural pronouns describing the singular God let us make man in our image and likeness and then the New Testament revelation of God you see that God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, is triune God is the one who saves us. The Father sends the Son, the Son dies for us, the Son sends the Holy Spirit. We're saved by one God who's a triune being, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And if we're not saved by that God, then we've got the wrong God, which means we're still lost. So it's essential to not just orthodoxy in our doctrinal positions, but it's central to us really genuinely being saved mm -hmm. if we know God, the true God by faith or not. What's the mistake? Um, Pastor Smith, that people are hearing that they're not connecting with what Pastor Scott said. Uh, the mistake is probably people hearing language of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We get we we say modalism from people saying that God expressed Himself at different times in different modes, and people not understanding the simultaneousness of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For example, <clears throat> at the baptism, the Son is being baptized and the Bible says that the heavens opens and the Son is being baptized and the Father says from heaven, 
This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And the spirit descends upon the son of God uh, in the form of a dove. And so simultaneously, there's a revelation of the father and the son and the Holy Spirit. Um, and I think a bottom line question regular Christians can ask anyone just to clarify their understanding of the Trinity is just ask them, where is Jesus Christ right now? Where is Jesus Christ right now? And the biblical response, of course, is that he is at the right-hand side of the Father making intercession for us. Where is the Holy Spirit right now? Um, and so the simultaneousness and the three beings of God, of the one God, it, it's what's unique about us. That's how you can have a conversation and quickly clarify the differences with a Buddhist, a Hindu, a Jew, a Muslim, uh, uh, say, well, these people are polytheistic, meaning they believe in many gods. Or these people are monotheistic. The Jews, the Christians, and the Muslims are monotheistic. We, we, no, no, no. We are uniquely Trinitarian. That's right. We are we in a category all by ourselves, uh, because that is the biblical revelation of the God of the Bible. And I normally simply put it, uh, we have one God who has revealed himself in three distinct persons. Distinct. And that's very critical, critical, important as uh, Pastor Smith was, you know, was saying there. It, it's not, you know, at one time he's the father then he becomes the, you know, no, there is uh, one God in three distinct persons. And I've heard some uh, put it like this, try to explain it, lose your mind. <laughs> try to explain it away, lose your soul, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, we just, you know, we just accept the right. clear uh, biblical revelation. Right. You know? And as Pastor Scott said, the early church, the apostolic fathers had to guard that doctrine because of its implications for salvation. Yeah, so not, let's, just, let's, let's just have strong theology just to have strong, no, it's implications for salvation. Mm -hmm. You know what, the, the, the sad thing is that we can't stay on this porch all night long or all day. <laughs> <laughs> You know you can't do that, right? That's right. People man. say you gotta get up off my porch. Oh <laughs> so, man! Um, in I summary, I'm starting to feel like Peter. You know? Were you? You know? Let's just stay up here, build a tabernacle for <laughs> for you three fellows. You. Know? <laughs> well, Peter, we fit come on down up off this mountain. <laughs> but man, it's been a pleasure. Let, let let me just make sure. Let me summarize and make sure I understand the Black Church and the issues that face her are not germane to her. Correct. Right? But there are some issues, uh, yeah. i.e. the prosperity gospel, i.e. Um, some bad doctrine, specifically with regards to the Trinity mm -hmm. and modalism that's, that's, that has inroads into the black church that, that, that's, that's critical, mm -hmm. um, that, that needs to be addressed and needs to be um, dealt with theologically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, is, that, is that clear? Is that what we have? Yeah. Yeah. So well, well, one of the things I always say, God, you know, guys ask me, how's the church doing? I always say, man, we got the same problems they had in the Bible. <laughs> you know, and so uh, that which confronts the black church is no different from that which is confronting every church. However, because we are pastors of black churches, 
I think we do have concerns around, um, you know, some of the doctrinal sure. issues, sure. and uh, and I think every church should, sure. you know. And, but the, and, that, and that's good, and you're right, and, and we should. We should be concerned about her. If, if we don't, if we're not, who, who will, right? Well, brethren, it's, it's been a pleasure. I just wish we had uh, more time, and uh, maybe um, in some future time, you know, Lord willing, we come back together again and discuss uh, some more things pertinent to uh, the black church. Thank okay. you for joining us. Thank you, Pastor. Uh,